Welcome to Veg Out, brought to you by the Toronto Vegetarian Association, aka the TVA. We come to you virtually from our homes and we are heard on CJRU, the Scope Ryerson's campus and community station. My name is Swetha, I'm a vegan and a volunteer with the TVA, and our mission is to inspire people to choose a healthier, greener, and more compassionate lifestyle through plant-based eating. And today I am joined by pretty much all of my co-hosts. We have with us today Anna, Jeanette, Steve. Okay, so we have a full house. We're going to talk about this somewhat wonderful, somewhat not so wonderful year that we've had. Uh, One of the things I quite like about this year is the way that the TVA has been able to adjust and still hold all these wonderful events and still keep the community together. So right now uh, we just have the, the holiday market and then earlier we had the spring market. There's also the Veg 101s which is a, a new thing that the TVA does on every Friday at four o'clock. It's the Veg Food Fest. And I was a little bit skeptical about the Veg Food Fest, to be honest, at first. But then, as I mentioned on that episode that we did about the Veg Food Fest, I was really actually quite excited and happy about all the speakers that came up because there were speakers that we wouldn't normally get at the Veg Food Fest because it's just so costly to fly in you know, 20 different people. But now that everything's been done virtually, we're able to get this variety that we would not be able to get otherwise. And these just like really compelling, interesting panels of uh, really informed people on various topics. Yeah, and I think one of the other advantages of doing it on Zoom is that anybody who wants to attend or listen in can do so. So there have been years where we were at capacity in some of the rooms. So in this case, everyone was welcome to come and join and listen. And if you couldn't do it at the exact time that the event that the, was happening, you could tune in later. And so that's also another advantage. I think one is actually one of the, my favorite memories of this year is the, the sort of side thing that happened for Veg Food Fest. Um, and that was on, I think it was, was it King Street? And Sausage Party did like, uh, an ode to veg fest and um, a bunch of people volunteers that I had volunteered with in the past at veg food fest we did a, a lovely social distanced event in the park and um, you know sort of celebrated that it was veg food fest weekend so I really enjoyed I think veg food fest didn't happen in the same capacity that it has in the past but for me it was still a, a really a true gathering of of people and um both virtually. So I got to watch Diane doing the talk with Dr. Greger. And it was, it was just, I'm so glad that the TBA was able to pull that off this year. It feels like it was different. So not better or worse, but just different. Yeah, definitely. The one downside to the whole thing, and I think I need to mention this, is that uh, we didn't get nearly, TBA didn't get nearly as many membership renewals. If there are people listening who haven't renewed, we, we need your membership and uh, TVA has had some problems with this. So uh, TVA is an organization well worth supporting and please do. One of the other events that they're uh, having is the the pizza party. So that is on the 28th, I believe. And if you are a member, and this is, it's too late if you haven't already done this. So I'm just um, being mean to you if you haven't already done this. So if you are a member or a volunteer, then 
you can actually uh, RSVP for the party and they'll send you a gift certificate so you can get a free medium pizza at Panego, which is um, uh, another great reason to be a member. Absolutely. Plus all the restaurant discounts. Yes, absolutely. A very good point that as, as a member of the TVA, I guess I get, you know, privileges. I find out about stuff that's going on well in advance of when it gets released publicly because they typically send messages out to all the members. So I'll get it in my email box and I don't have to go on social media to, to see it there because sometimes we might miss those things, but also, you know, there are special events that we have for members and, and also your discount card if you live in Toronto and you frequent those places. So it's, it's a great membership to have. Yeah, I find that I always find out from restaurant about restaurant openings from the Lifelines, which is a publication that they send out to members either in a digital or a hard copy format, uh, and it's quarterly. Mm -hmm. But I don't know how I miss it. I guess because maybe I'm not on social media so much, but they always have listings of the new restaurants that are in there as well as restaurants that offer discounts. And I always end up learning something from that. I often hear about restaurant openings from friends, like Jeanette was telling me earlier today, there's a new place in the East End. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I would also say, uh, just on the membership front, like I have the card and I'm a member, but uh, I I get it because I want to support the TVA. So even if there were like no benefits to me, it's uh, the organization itself and what the TVA does is the membership, is, is the perks, you know, so <laughs> having the website and all the social media outlets and the sense of community and all of the events that the TVA does, uh, and all of the opportunities it provides for vegetarians and vegans in the GTA to me is worth supporting. And and I know that this, I'm not sure if it's still on, but I know this year there was also like a reduced membership rate as well. So if, if you are, um, and you can also like gift the membership to someone else too as well. So if you're looking to, uh, to provide like a meaningful gift uh, you can go over to the website and you can gift a membership for someone else. And and yes, Anna, the um, and I guess we'll talk about restaurants at some point, but the there have been some really exciting new businesses that have opened up in the East End as well. So, which I found out about, well, through my daily walks, but also through the TBA and through uh, you know our social channels. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't we talk about the restaurants right now? Since since you've brought it up, I'm I'm wondering to know what is this restaurant in the East End that you're talking about? Well, restaurant is maybe a bit of a stretch, but there there are a few that I could uh, point out. So Jingle Pear Deli, which has opened up at Greenwood and Gerard, and they're recently part of the Veg Holiday Market Food Crawl. They're one of the participants. So they are a family business, and they took over a butcher shop that was kind of this legacy butcher shop that was at the on Greenwood, just south of Gerard. And uh, when that place uh, closed down, they they took it over and they're a, a very much a vegan space. Like they have a sign on the door that says, you know, please consider not wearing fur inside our space. And they have uh, they have like they've taken over like the, the deli counter and uh, they have you know, like a small kind of grocery and pantry items, but they also have items that you could take home. So they, so I really like their tofu scramble. They have this unreal, uh, I think it's also gluten-free as well. They have like a number of gluten-free items, but it's like a, like a traditional deli style, like macaroni salad, which cool. is really, really tasty. And 
they do things like seitan roasts and roasted veggies, and they have uh, very wholesome, uh, like whole wheat cranberry muffins that were quite delicious. And then they also have cheeses from Wandering Deli. They, uh, I think, like a chili and like a, a sweet and sour tempeh are some of their specialties as around. So like every week they have different things that are are in the in the case. So you just kind of show up and see what they've got, and they. It's very much like traditional kind of deli, uh, almost kind of like a yam chops, but maybe a little bit more of a family style. So that's opened up at Greenwood and Gerard. There's a place just around the corner from me called Plant Life, which is a vegan cafe and meditation studio. So they're doing online meditation these days. Uh, I think when the cases were a little lower, they were they did have like small classes, but at some point they'll be up and running with actual in-person classes. And they're doing a holiday dinner uh, that I'm gonna be picking up next week. So another place I did wanna mention that has been open for a while and has been in the east side of Toronto, but we're still going strong in the pandemic is Animal Liberation Kitchen. And they're still open uh, at 100 Broadview, which is just south of Queen. You go in and they're kind of on the second floor and they've actually added, they're doing some Saturday night openings as well. So they've expanded their hours a little bit. And uh, an event that they had this year was that Joaquin Phoenix and Rooney Mara stopped in to, uh, I guess Joaquin Phoenix is filming a movie in Toronto and they had gotten food from there through their production company, through the production company, and then uh, and the owner Tanya had a suspicion that uh, Joaquin Phoenix was behind these requests for this food being delivered to like a, a production. And then the next day, Joaquin Phoenix came in with his wife Rooney Mara, and both of them are vegan and animal rights activists, and they wanted to compliment her on the delicious food. And one of the items that was their favorite was the smoky mac and cheese, which is also one of my favorites. And uh, I had gone in the next day to say hello because I'm working from home. It's very easy for me to go in the middle of the day and go pick up. They have a delicious like veggie wrap. They have really delicious quinoa bowls. They have like a sushi bowl, chili. They do a lot of really like a lot of interesting uh, specials every week as well. And um, her daughter is a huge Joaquin Phoenix fan and she was late that day to work so she didn't actually get to meet him so she was parked there and she said she was going to be there like 24 7 uh, until he came back and uh, just to note that Joaquin Phoenix has also attended uh, rallies at the Toronto or uh, the Toronto pig saves uh, when they do the the vigils or the uh, in front of Fearman's pork in in Burlington so uh, Joaquin Phoenix has been kind of when he's in Toronto, he's kind of like honorary uh, activist that does go to a lot of the vigils and uh, demonstrations. So, uh, so good on Joaquin Phoenix and Rooney Mara for supporting a Toronto vegan business. And of course, they took that photo and then it went everywhere. So there was more press about Animal Liberation Kitchen. So I just wanted to be of, of note that they're still going strong uh, in COVID and that it's still important to support your local businesses, vegan businesses. And if you'd like to learn more about the Animal Liberation Kitchen, we did meet with them in Veg Out episode 469. Yeah, so those are three places that I've been frequenting in, in the East End. And there's also other places like Green Earth at Danforth and 
um, well, just like east of Pape on the north side. Uh, Globally Local, I know, is opening up on Broadview, south of Danforth in the spring, I think maybe March or April. And Globally Local are going to be on the podcast next year as well. So lots of exciting things happening in the East End and still places that open up. I just noticed there's like a uh, another cafe that just opened up that does uh, Middle Eastern uh type pastries and i walked by their window and they had some vegan things listed there they had like vegan muffins and uh i think like bagels and fresh breads and things that were all marked and actually said vegan on them so i'm excited to go and try them out so it's like more and more places that maybe are not 100 percent vegan still have vegan options and then i always appreciate when things are actually clearly labeled as vegan like they don't shy away from using that word because then you know that they've actually taken the time and care to like to know what that means. And you know, you can still ask questions and make sure that they know what they're talking about. But I do do appreciate that you can walk into a place and see that they can cater to you. Yeah. Yeah. The Animal Liberation uh, Kitchen episode was episode 469 for anyone that hasn't listened to that and wants to check that out. And what's wrong with me that of all the food that you've mentioned, Jeanette, the macaroni salad is the one that I want. <laughs> It is delicious. Yeah. And, uh, and it has that very, that classic flavor and taste that you remember uh, if, if you've eaten that in the past, like I remember eating it at like potlucks and things when I was a kid. So it's a, it's one of those nostalgic meals. Mm -hmm. I think Jeanette's the, the only one that can try to keep up with Steve when it comes to knowing restaurants around the city. <laughs> so Steve, I'll let you, I'll let you uh, add on Thanks. to the things that Jeanette has said. Yeah, there, there have been a lot of openings and closings this year. And uh, I was going to say 50-50, but after hearing what Jeanette has said, uh, we've actually probably had more openings and closings that we know of. Uh, uh, openings, uh, tough time to open. Uh, uh, Haven on Bloor at uh, just west of Walmer on the north side. It's the old uh, vegetarian haven owner and chef that are running the place. And uh, the food is a little different. They've adjusted the menu and they seem to change it from time to time. It's the place is mostly set up for takeout in the first place. They've only had four or five tables. So uh, they've, they've once they figure out how they were going to do it, they've done, they seem to have been uh, pretty straightforward at running a takeout and delivery business there. And uh, just a couple of short blocks west of there on the south side is Tanon's new location, which is uh, at Blue uh, Brunswick. Uh, people have been around for a while and made the trip up to Markham, Tanon's uh, favorite vegan sushi place in Markham. And, uh, so they now have a place there. They have a few other dishes besides the sushi, uh, both Japanese uh, appetizers and some Thai uh, rest, uh, some Thai things. Uh, I'm both hoping little... for Tenon. I'm yeah. really hoping that once COVID is over, that they have an all-you-can-eat because back uh, up in Markham, they used to have an all-you-can-eat and then they switched mm. to just having a la carte. But in mm. this area, like around Bloor, like where they are between Spadina and let's say. Uh, Christie or so there are you know two other I think all you can eat sushi places so it would make sense for them to be all you can eat and I'm just crossing my mm-hmm. fingers and hoping again once okay. COVID's over yeah there's a place just a couple of doors away from them that is uh, within the block they're in there are three sushi places 
So they've got a lot of competition right there, but they seem to be holding their own. So whenever I'm there, I see uh, uh, Uber and DoorDash people coming in and picking things up and the odd person like myself was picking up their own. And actually uh, speaking of marking things as vegan, correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember outside there, like, they have the word vegan very clearly. Yes. Oh, they do. Yeah. They say vegan sushi. Uh, but all, all their other food is vegan, of course, too. But uh, mm. uh, And that's actually different from the Markham one, because I remember at the Markham one, they had uh, the mayo I think that they were using was vegan, but I think they had like cream cheese or something like that. There was something that wasn't vegan or some of the fake meats that they were using weren't oh. vegan. So mostly oh. everything was vegan. It was just like one or two items where you had to wash out, kind of like Green oh. Earth is or used to be. Okay. Some of these people, yeah, okay. Uh, as far as I know, the one of Lauren Brunswick, I, I'm pretty sure it is totally vegan. They seem to oh yeah, it is, it is. Like it says vegan right out front. And yeah. so that's that's great uh, yeah. that they've yeah. made that uh, adjustment. And then uh, further along, who's who's open or closed this year? Uh, further down, Itnabati in Kensington Market is a, uh, a vegan Egyptian restaurant. Uh, one of the features is their falafels are made from fava beans rather than chickpeas. And that means that they, uh, they're they not as oily. The, the fava beans don't seem to uh, have oil cling to them as much. So they're not as oily as, uh, as a chickpea falafel. And uh, they're quite good. And they have uh, uh, whole, wheat, whole wheat as an option. You just need to ask for it. You don't pay extra for it. Steve, uh, did you say yeah. eat nabati? Yeah. Do they also have a location in Oakville? Yes, it's uh, that's their main one. Oh, okay, the, I was there. Nabati, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah I was they, there. They have it's the uh, it's in the same building as the Veggie Delight. Oh right, yes, and I know where hot, that is. And where hot beans used to be at one point. Uh, so uh, uh, and. Uh, it's, it's not very big inside, but for takeout, it's fine. It is, and the food's quite good. Oh, yeah. Delicious. I, uh, I quite enjoyed it. A closing this year was uh, Virtuous Pie and an opening uh, in the uh, vegan pizza field uh, was Pizzeria Du. Uh, uh, for a while, they were both open at the same time, but uh, Virtuous Pie gave up on their Toronto location at some point. And, and for those who are not familiar with the Toronto vegan pizza scene, um, Steve, those are the same pizzas uh, as what we had at Avello, right? Yeah, and uh, and away, actually. Uh, oh yes, yes, away. At away, uh, Avello generally, on some of their takeouts, they've called themselves Avello. Now, now the same owner owns both uh, uh, Avello and uh, Pizzeria Du. And uh, Avello is a tasting menu generally, uh, rather than a pizza place. And, and Pizzeria Du is, like it sounds, uh, it, uh, the main dishes are pizzas. Uh, but uh, uh, but Pizzeria Du is new within this year. And they have pizzas, but they also have like little pizza kits. So if you want, you can take the dough yep. and the sauce and like make it at home yourself. Yep. Uh, and there, I think I've seen I've seen an in between too, where you get uh, a frozen pizza shell and and a bunch of toppings. So you can sort of half do your own without without having to uh, uh, 
to work the dough yourself with your hands. Uh, there was a taco place on Queen called uh, Tacos Rico, which seems to have closed down. Uh, yeah, it has closed down, definitely. And uh, on the other hand, there's a new taco place on college, uh, La Bertola. They were at the uh, food fest of uh, 2019. And, and they were quite popular there. They have a plate that you can try, which has like six different tacos on it. Yep. And I like that because if you don't know what to get and you don't know what their flavors are like, you can have that and then get a good sense. The downside yep. is though, that those six different tacos aren't necessarily available for individual purchase. So if you want, if you're like, I really like this one, give me six of those. It's not, it's not like that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, but uh, but uh, uh, their tacos are quite interesting. Uh, I found their hibiscus taco particularly interesting. I, I've always thought of hibiscus as a flower, not so much as a food, and it's quite tasty. Uh, so that's that's about what's changed that I've noticed around town this year, and uh, uh, some some closings, but there seem to be more openings than closings. Uh, some places have just managed to take the opportunity and by by opening during COVID, they've uh, been able to organize their business in such a way that works during COVID because the, right from the beginning, they've, okay, what can we do right now? So maybe, maybe that's why they've had a little more success than the places that had to close, which were, had a business model relying on a mixture of sit-down tra uh, traffic as well as uh, uh, as well as the delivery stuff. It's a normal um, yeah. thing, though, for restaurants to close and open on a yearly basis, right? I think we've seen that that happen yeah. over the years as well, and I think the trend is more places open every year than close. Actually, yeah. Happy Cow had a, a stat that said that more vegan restaurants have opened during COVID than closed. This was, I think, back in the summer, so I don't know if it still applies right now. But for Toronto, that seems to be the case that more places have opened than have closed up. There was actually a place that I saw. I'm trying to. Oh, it's right on the corner of Bloor and Dovercourt. But I think. Okay, I need to really look this up because it said plant-based on it, and I'm like, what is it? But I was just biking by, so I didn't have a moment to stop. And then I saw cannabis on it and I'm like, are they saying plant-based because that's a new trendy thing, but it's actually a cannabis store? Because that's really funny. <laughs> it could be a plant-based cannabis cafe. Yes. Yeah, they sell cannabis and vegan food. And they could be putting cannabis in the vegan food. You'd have no. to ask a lot of questions before. <laughs> Pick out a brownie, I guess. <laughs> but okay. if, if that's not what it is, if that's not what it is at Bloor and Dover Court, I think that we should collectively figure out how to make this work because that is so genius to say that your place <laughs> is plant-based because you're selling cannabis. Okay, so has uh, has anyone made anything interesting? I mean, during COVID, everyone was like making all these elaborate recipes and things like that. So we've talked about the food that we've eaten out. Has anyone made anything interesting at home? 
Well, maybe not interesting, but I'm almost <laughs> done the entire breakfast chapter of the Fuss Free Vegan Cookbook by Sam Turnbull. And she's the blogger behind It Doesn't Taste Like Chicken. And she's also been on the podcast a couple of times and she's a frequent speaker and demo and does food demos at a lot of the veg events. And she actually just announced she has a new cookbook coming out, which is, I think it's like every recipe is like under 30 minutes, 10 ingredients or less and under a certain monetary value as well. Uh, mm -hmm. So that's supposed to be coming out in, in March. So, uh, so I've, I just realized that I made a lot of her breakfast recipes and then it, I became a mission to tackle every single one. And I have two more left. I'm going to get them done over the holidays. One is an overnight French toast bake, which just seems like very, uh, like a lot for it. it it's kind of touted as more as like, a, uh, if you have people over for brunch the next day, you can make this the night before. So it seems daunting for me as a single person, but I'm I'm still going to do it. And then the other one is the the crepes that I'm also going to to make, which seems less daunting. It's just I just haven't gone around to it. So I'm almost done the breakfast chapter. You're amazing. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I think I, it's fabulous. I don't know how to cook from. Well, that's not true. I do follow some recipes, but I feel like I get overwhelmed by the recipes sometimes. And so I'm just like, I'm just gonna take their guideline and wing it. That recipe that you just mentioned, the overnight French toast bake, I'm like, I need to try making that because I think that's probably been one of the things I struggle with is I worked at a bed and breakfast for a while while like volunteered for room and board. And I used to watch what they would make and I was like, how could I do that vegan? And she seems to have nailed it with that. So I'm gonna look up her recipe and take a stab at it. One of the things I did do, and I think Jeanette did a little bit of this too at one point, was to try and make everything possible from a meal at home. So I made like, I made burgers. So I made the patties, made the bread, made sauerkraut, made ketchup from whatever, and I made mustard. And then there were probably a couple of other things on there like avocado, which I obviously didn't grow, but you know, I tried to make every element and then I, I got very tired of that, but that was fun. <laughs> that is very impressive. Like yeah. making your own ketchup and mustard. Like I wouldn't even know where to start with some of those condiments, right? I was surprised at how easy it is to make mustard. I'm not a particularly picky eater though. So I, <laughs> I'm like, this is amazing. I just soak some mustard seeds and then grind them up and I've got like a Dijon style so it's a very tangy mustard and I love it I put it on salads we put it on burgers I think I also tried to make the carrot hot dogs oh so, yes I tried I, those once and the recipe that I had it was so good and then I didn't bookmark it and then I would try them again and I'm like this just tastes like a carrot with vinegar on it dang it and I could not find that first recipe <laughs> tell us Anna do you have a good recipe I, I have, like I said, it's a vague memory. I have a, I've had cravings for hot dogs and I haven't had them. And then I was saying, I think I made those when I was on that burger thing and doing all that. Um, so I think I made them, but I would have no clue where I got the recipe from. I still often struggle with losing recipes of things that I've made. But one of the other things that other people uh, were doing for a long time, and I was inspired by someone else, was to make sourdough bread. 
And so I started out making sourdough bread and um, I was like, this does not smell right to me. So the, the ferment that was happening, I don't know if I had too many ferments happening in the kitchen all at the same time. And so I abandoned it and I thought I'd never make sourdough bread. And then a friend of ours had, was making sourdough and said, I'm going to throw this out. So would you like it? And since then, so like in the past two weeks, I've been making sourdough regularly. So those are the, that's really the only thing that I've carried forward that I started. Everything else is kind of gone, <laughs> but fun. I finally found a caramel recipe that I like, or caramel. I don't know if one's a Canadian and one's an American pronunciation. Anyways, caramel, uh, a recipe that I really like. It's not, it's not true caramel, meaning, you know, just like uh, fat, butter specifically, and sugar. Um, I've done that before and I wasn't too happy with the results, but this is like, um, like a corn syrup or brown rice syrup. Whenever I see corn syrup in a recipe, I'll always sub it for brown rice syrup because uh, corn, yeah. non-organic corn creeps me out a little bit and finding organic corn syrup is uh, too difficult. So I'll just use brown rice syrup. Uh, so anyways, so it's like brown rice syrup and a little bit of um, like soy creamer and sugar and it's just like, it's very good. And I drizzled it on some cupcakes that I had. Uh, I made um, caramelitas out of it. I actually just this morning made it again and I um, made like a little chocolate bar out of it. So many uses for it. So sweet and so good, yummy, yummy. Okay, what are your highlights of this year? Anything that you've uh, discovered that you absolutely love during this time of COVID? Anything that's happened to you? I've rediscovered because I moved away from Toronto and this has given me the opportunity to rediscover the TVA and all of the, the groups and the people that are there and connect with people on it in a different way. And so I'm, I'm very glad for that because I really miss that community um, being far away, even though I do stay connected with some friends from the TVA, this is, this has been an opportunity to connect on a different level. I really missed the book club and so I think Sweda you mentioned it the other day and so I reached out and I'm going to be joining the book club again because I really missed that was one thing that I really missed that the TVA has they just inspire me to read some really great um, vegan authors or just stories about um, vegan authors and or about vegan vegans in general and their journey so I, I really enjoy that yeah, that's, that's actually another thing. I mean, speaking of like TVA events, the fact that they're able to, the group uh, leaders are able to keep the groups running as well, you know, um, through COVID. Like, I think even the, I think Jeanette, you're a part of the baking group. Like they're still going too, right? Uh, I'm actually not a part of the baking group anymore. Uh, I, w I used to be the, one of the co-leaders, but took a step back. So I'm still kind of a lurker on their group in terms of their <laughs> Facebook page. And, uh, but they've been doing, uh, I know that they've had like online meetups where everyone makes their own baked good and shares it. Or uh, they, I think in the summer, they may have had a couple of outdoor events as well. I know the vegetarians of High Park are very active. So there's certain community groups that are able to do things either outdoors or uh, online. And I think maybe that's a big takeaway from this year is that 
you realize that uh, you can still get that sense of community, like Anna was saying, and her being in Guelph, but still able to connect with a lot of the folks here. And the fact that we're doing the podcast and we're do we're all sitting in our own respective homes right now, but we're still able to connect. And it's been great to have Anna come back onto the show because uh, a lot of people uh, had to drop out because, uh, or like uh, drop out of being volunteers for the resource center, which is our physical community space as part of the TVA because they've moved out of the city, but we've all been able to invite them back on the podcast. So I wanted to point out that this year in June was the 75th anniversary of the TVA. And we did a whole series of specials on the podcast around that. So we had John Graber come back on and we kind of extended that into bringing uh, Lisa Lee, the Viet Vegan came on the podcast and Anna came back on. And then Sueta had an interview with uh, Peter McQueen about the history of Veg Food Fest and the TVA. So we've been able to really delve into our history quite a bit and still maintain that connection uh, online and then kind of look back at the scope of like 75 years. And to that end, also we had Steve turn 80 this year and he is the octogenarian vegetarian, uh, even though he's vegan. And uh, we were able to talk to him in a two-part special and uh, get a, a sense of like what being vegan meant in Toronto through the decades. Yeah, how did we forget to mention the 75th anniversary? That was a definite milestone. And I think we we did a pretty good job celebrating it, you know, through the podcast and through the event that they had, um, just really appreciating all the work that uh, the TVA has done and um, allowing us to, to do things like this and keep the community going. Aside from the lifelines, the another way that I like to keep updated about what's going on around the, the TVA is looking at their, their social media. And I know, Anna, you had seen something on the social media that you just wanted to point out for everyone. Yeah, I, I was on their page. I was looking at all the different um, 101 talks that they do on the regular, and I found a video about Reagan, and I just feel like that's something I'd like to just um, mention today, just to remember that was something very sad, but also um, very important for us to think about and to um, to continue to support there there is a, a group doing a, an a, a call to action on Reagan's behalf and we'll put um, that in the notes but I just wanted to just to you know just to remember that you know that that did happen and that we need to continue to remember that and to continue to support that group because I think they do what they do is very important to the movement as well right yeah for sure Yes, yeah, so that's the that's the end of the year. And this is our last episode of the year. Thank you so much for listening to all these episodes. We work hard to bring you these and uh, appreciate all the, the listeners that tune in every other week. You have been listening to Veg Out, the Toronto Vegetarian Podcast brought to you by the Toronto Vegetarian Association. Find out everything you need to know about what we do at veg.ca and listen to past episodes at veg.ca slash veg out. Thanks to Matt Judge for our theme song. And until next time, Veg, veg out. out.